step into a scene and let it drip from your fingertips. MJ Bush. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee S's. Today, we are going to take another step through the world-building world and talk about how to make your scene setting immersive. It's easy to forget that the physical place that your characters are in is such a vital part of this world-building process. Yet it's such a difficult part of what we do as authors because there are so many ways to set the scene to make it immersive, but it's a fine line that you have to walk between Tolkien drowning and blank stage theater. You have to find that balance in between the two so that you are being descriptive. You are showing the interesting world and having the characters actually interact with their environment without making it so boring that you're talking about a single tree for three chapters. So we have a list of eight tips that we're talking about. Things to keep in mind and things to make your scene setting better so that you aren't wasting your reader's time by describing too much or making it feel too sparse, keeping it descriptive and interesting and in the voice of the character, all of these things that scene setting has to be. So number one, tell the stuff that the reader can't already assume. This one's really important because the readers will come into certain settings with a preconceived idea. So if you tell them they're in a D&D style tavern you are going to picture a lot of wooden tables, you're going to picture a lot of wood paneling on the walls, and you're going to have a lot of giant steins of ale and mead running around. But you can add those small details that aren't part of the natural assumption of how this place would be. So you can mention that trout on the wall named Old Bitey. That actually bites its patrons, right? I do believe it does. (laughs) Yes. I love it so much. So the reader is learning something about their environment, but they don't feel like they're wasting their time because it's something new to them. So I believe we mentioned this a little bit in one of our episodes earlier this month. If it is part of real life, part of something that's assumed, don't mention it. Mention the interesting things, the unique things about the setting itself. Tip number two is something that we mentioned in our Make It Personal episode. And that is to emotionally connect with the reader as soon as possible. This happens through your point of view character. Anytime you describe a scene, anytime you have the character interacting with it, it needs to be through that lens. How is that character viewing the world? How is that character viewing this scene? Are they paying attention to potential improvised weapons? Are they paying attention to who is standing with whom? Another part of this comes back to what we talked about throughout March, and that is connecting emotionally. Figure out an emotion that your point of view character has when entering the scene, and that will give all sorts of context and color to the scene. Are they entering and having this overwhelming sense of nostalgia because they've been there before or they've been somewhere similar before and it's bringing up all these old memories? Is there something you can connect it to emotionally that the readers have already experienced? That way it creates that even deeper connection because it's something the readers have already connected with. Tip number three, 
you need to focus on a small detail to start. You don't need to describe the whole tavern. You focus on that random trout mounted to the wall, and then you can expand from there. Film has this thing called an establishing shot, a wide shot, where you show as much of the setting as possible before focusing on the characters. In writing, we don't do that. If you do that, then you start to disconnect from your point of view character, from your reader, from all of these emotions that keep the reader anchored in the story. This is something I've noticed in a lot of modern film as well, in how they tell the story through cinematography. They tend to focus on the important detail of the scene first, and then they will expand outward. So think about which tiny detail in your scene sets the entire scene, and then start there. The single blue flower in the field of orange flowers, you can, in a very efficient way, tell what the whole scene looks like by focusing on that small, important detail. And remember, if you are approaching a scene, it is not always the sight the characters will catch first. Sometimes they will get a smell or a sound first, and those small details can begin to set the scene. Are they smelling the confectionery creations of the baker in the morning as they're walking down the street? Think about your other senses as you begin to make your scene immersive. Tip number four is to practice. It's fairly simple, actually. You go to a coffee shop or a park or a church service or anywhere that you may end up writing about. And then begin to watch. Look at the pieces that stand out to you as you sit there. Notice all of your senses, the different levels of music and people speaking, the way it smells, how it feels in the environment. Is it too hot? Is it too cold? And notice those unique things that you would be interested in describing and then go write it. Another way to practice is to write the same scene setting in a completely different genre. If you're writing that coffee shop and you're writing in an action genre, then your character is going to be noticing the exit, noticing how many people are entering and exiting. Whereas if that coffee shop is the center scene for your romantic comedy, it's going to be very different. It's going to be focusing on especially those smells of the coffee, how pretty the barista looks today, her haircut is different, these kinds of things. So in your practicing, Consider writing the same scene in different kinds of genre in order to practice which details to pull out and which details are unnecessary in your story. On to tip number five. You have heard it a thousand times. We've said it several times so far in this episode, but make sure you are using a variety of your senses. Use as many senses as possible, not just sight. I think this is especially a downfall that a lot of new writers do a lot. They will only write the site because we are so used to television and movies where we are not getting the smell of things. We're not getting the feel and texture of things. We can get the sight and the sound at best. But that is really your advantage as a storyteller in text format is you can give them all of these things. Part of the difficulty in expanding beyond just sight and possibly sound is we don't have a lot of words for these things. 
A lot of our words for taste and our words for smell are very similar. This is when you dip into those similes and metaphors because then you can get super specific by accessing memories that your reader has as well as memories that your character has. And tip number six blends right into that and that is to set your scene throughout the scene, not at the beginning. You don't want to wait forever, but you don't need to front load all of the information at the beginning of the scene. Introduce it throughout. Take the most important details and put them at the beginning and then reveal them slowly through the scene. And prioritize those details. What is most important to your character and what is most important to the scene? You mention that there's a big pool of water in the middle of the table and no one can actually put anything on the table. This is something that is super obvious and interesting, so it should happen first. As compared to the type of wood that the table might be made out of is less obvious, less interesting, less relevant to the story, so you might mention it later on. Your character will notice more detail the more time they spend in the room. That's just part of human nature. Tip number seven, make sure your character interacts with the environment. They are not just standing on an immovable stage. They are part of a moving, growing environment. They can eat the food. They can stop and smell a flower. They can look at the gun on the mantle over there. They have allergies. There are these aspects of your character even accidentally interacting with this environment, getting wet because they step into a puddle. All of these things help us imagine and visualize this setting that this scene is placed in. And the more interesting things you have your character interacting with in the scene, the more natural it will feel. You don't want your characters to feel very stiff because there's nothing there for them to interact with. If you've ever wondered how you can have naturally moving action tags, this is how you do it. Give them something in their scene to interact with as they are talking, as they are moving around. Tip number eight is to think about your transitions between these scenes. Think about how you're setting up the scene before you get there. You can have in a scene prior interactions that establish the next scene before you even get there. Say you have two characters that are going to a restaurant. One of them can say, oh, you're going to love this place. It has some super cool antiques on display and this tapestry. Oh, it's beautiful. So that way, when you actually get to that restaurant, you don't have to spend time on describing the super cool antiques in the tapestry. You can have the characters be discussing it because it's already been brought up. Just by saying the tapestry looks stupid, because you've set up this transition, we know they're in a restaurant. All of these eight things together can help you make your scenes immersive, can help your worlds feel richer and more alive because your characters aren't walking around on a blank stage and you're not boring your readers with a bunch of nonsense details. So as you write, keep your setting in mind, keep in mind how your characters are going to interact and move within that setting, how they're going to view that setting, and then write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. <laughs>